Welcome to the official podcast of comics here in sci-fi. Brought to you by Crystal Bright Janitorium, The Brand Barbershop, Greco Printing and Imaging, and Able Ideas. Before we get started, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow Comics Beer and Sci-Fi on all your favorite social media apps. Now, on with the show! Hey, this is Mark with Comics Beer and Sci-Fi. We have a special guest for you today. We have Mike Legborn. He is the show promoter for the Really Cool Con in Flint, Michigan. How you doing, Mike? Doing good. Doing real good. How about yourself? I'm great. Let's go into, like, how did this all get started for you running this show? Yeah, great question. So, originally, um, I sell and trade and collect toys. And now all things toys, comic-related. We used to do, my buddy and I did a ton of toy shows, and one day we were kind of like, you know what, let's just do our own thing. And we thought we could kind of promote it in a way and like just get the dealers that we knew together and vendors. So um, basically we just called everybody we knew, invited them in, and um, it kind of took off from there. And that was back in 2018. So we're now on like show number five. Oh, yeah. This is going to be my third show for, you know, coming up, attending. Uh, Tell me. Uh, no, so you were a collector of toys, correct? How long have you been doing this as a hobby? Oh, dude, my whole life. Like ever since I was a little kid, I was a Lego maniac, still am. Now my daughter's in on it. And, um, you know, just everything. I always loved the obscure toy lines, like food fighters and like, um, all the way to like mainstream, like transformers. But, um, it really kind of slowed down a little bit in high school and like college. I wasn't really into it, but, um, it never really stopped. I was always picking stuff up. And now I'm like full circle, like back into Pokemon cards and, you know, just everything, you know, goes out of style, comes back in. So still collecting, still doing some shows here and then. But really, this Comic Con has um, gotten more just it's grown over time so fast, which is a good problem. But it's really taken up so much of my time that we've been uh, my buddy and I've been turning down a lot of toy shows and kind of changing our plans up just to focus more on the con because, we found we're just so much more passionate about that and having, you know, having friends and family and vendors, which is like a big crew come out. So now we're really spending time doing that as opposed to like selling toys at shows. So, okay. Since you had to turn down other shows and make some sacrifices, what are some of the challenges or what were some of the challenges when you first got started doing this? Um, Man, I mean, the biggest one was just, it's, that's a, tough question i mean truthfully it's really like when we started we didn't have a proof of concept right so like it was me like pitching to people like don't worry it's gonna be cool the we'll we'll advertise people will show up like people will buy your stuff it'll be worth your time and i always felt in the beginning like i really had to sell it until we had you know folks like you guys come out and other folks come out we we hired a videographer to like document it to get proof of concept it seems like once we had proof of concept and once the word kind of got out, like more vendors told everybody about it. And the same with attendees, you know, word of mouth spread. Um, that's when we really took off about like year three. And uh, it also helped us a lot because we moved venues. So we moved, we used to be in Livingston County at the Heartland Community Center, which, you know, was an old high school built in the 70s. And we moved up to Flint to the Door Financial Center, which is a really nice venue right off the highway. They've got a great billboard, tons of great support from the community. So you know, the challenge is we were just trying to tell people what it was, you know, 
Like people just don't get it. And then um, everybody's always surprised when you say you're going to do something and then actually do it. People like freak out because they're like, no way. Like he said it was going to be this and it was. So that's a really long winded answer. But yeah, that was the challenges. Did you actually go to other cons and try to get like some ideas on how to do your con? Yeah. So my buddy and I, and you know, I was fortunate that my parents took us to cons when we were little. We used to go to Motor City like back in the day when it was at the old venue with like, they had like a motor sports, um, like museum thing there. Hall of Fame is right there. Yeah. Then that building was kind of like torn down or repurposed or whatever. But, um, you know, like we still, I have like the programs from like 92 and like 89. And then it used to be like over in Livonia there or not Livonia. Um, it was, they had it, they first had it in Dearborn. Dearborn, that's what I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. Like, we've been going to local shows, and then on top of local shows, it really opened my eyes, like, um, going to, like, Chicago and seeing, like, C2E2 and that stuff and Wizard World when Wizard was big. And the one that really, though, like, really popped off for me was going to Star Wars Celebration. And, like, once I went to Star Wars Celebration, I was like, this is a con, like, the panel just the excitement and the vibe, like walking in, it was like amazing. And being a super fan of Star Wars didn't hurt, but like just seeing how into it and passionate and, um, you know, just the positivity, like there were no bad vibes there. It was a community for everybody. And, um, I always try to emulate that, like at our show to make sure it's like really cool. Obviously, like my little nephew would say, it's really cool. (laughs) I'm like, we got to stay cool. It's got to be fun for kids, but it's got to have that positive vibe and energy. And, you know, we, we try to stress that with the team all the way from vendors we sign up with to like when you come in the front door, who you're dealing with and the volunteers, we, we stress that they probably think it are crazy, but I'm like, we got to have that positive energy and make it a community and make it for everyone. You know, like, it's not about me. I just call all my friends and they show up and call people I know and try to talk them into it and show them the video. But like all the people that attend from the cosplay groups to everybody, they make it what it is. Let's give a little shout out to your team. Uh, who uh, who of your team uh, does like the different type of responsibilities? Uh, super easy question. My mom, my mom's there. My best friend Bones. Um, they're the they're the crew. They're the team that been holding it down since day one. Uh, my mom's always supported me through everything, but she's the person you're gonna see when you come in. It will call that's taking tickets, and she's always hyping up and selling the merch, and she's so excited for it and so proud to see how it's like grown. And, um, she's always been there. And then, uh, my buddy bones, he's the one that always keeps me grounded. Like, you know, I think maybe a guest is good and I'll call him and be like, nah, <laughs> like no one wants to see that person. And you know, like 90 out of a hundred times he's right. So it really helps to have a good, um, you know, even outside of comic con world in the world, like, you know, just friends, like it's super, super, I'm, I'm spoiled to have a really good friend who will be honest with me at all times and let me know when I'm not shooting the right move. And, or he's, he's thrown some ideas out there that I would have never thought of. So it's super helpful to have that. And, you know, the list I could, we could spend an hour on the, you know, talking about it. Like so many people come through and help so much. And, um, you know, I have some buddies I see like, you know, one, two, three times a year tops and they, they come out for it. Um, uh, we're, we finally got to the level where we're fortunate enough to like fly some friends in to like help, which is really cool to be able to, you know, fly some friends in from Denver. Uh, we are trying to get my buddy who lives in Florida now up there. So it's kind of like, and like last year, my brother came in from out of town with his whole family. Um, they kind of used the cot as an excuse to come to town. So family reunion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like 
it, the con's awesome, but it, it's kind of like segwaying in all these great opportunities to like, again, full circle, like to be positive and have those good people around and have fun. And, you know, everybody has a blast and watching the little kids and like my kids included, like show up and have a blast. And, you know, a lot of times vendors are like, can I get an extra ticket for my kids? I'm like, well, of course, like they're coming, right? Like they got to come. So yeah, it's a lot of fun overall. So how do you, how do you decide uh, which uh, celebrity guests that you want to attend? How, how do you go about that process? Um, we really just listen to everybody and what they want. Um, you know, I try to make the show like it's totally not my show or about me. Um, you know, selfishly, I invite some people that I want to meet, uh, you know, at times, but like it, it ties into what everybody wants. Like we just keep our ear to the street. We ask everybody a ton of questions. And I mean, really what people are wanting is what we're trying to bring to the show and give back to everybody. Cause like I said, I mean, we just put the show on and everybody shows up. So we want to bring people in that they want. And of course, I mean, I won't bore you. We shoot for the stars. We try to bring in some serious names and some serious folks that are in big, big comic projects and stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of times they just, they don't make it. So what'll be cool is over time, hopefully we'll get more and more people out and um, people are starting to hear about the show and um, hopefully the buzz grows more that we bring in more and more comic guests. But, um, you know, it's tough because a lot of IPs are getting different, you know, like, different things happening and some of that stuff's aging a little bit, so to speak, or in and out of popularity is probably a better way to say it. So, um, you know, we just kind of do the best we have. And a lot of times people ask me about the budget. I'm like, it's totally not about dollars. It's about like, who can we get out? Who's going to fit our brand and fit in the show? Cause we don't want grouchy people or we don't want Hollywood, Hollywood people. If you know what I mean? Like it's just not going to be fun for attendees then. Yeah. Now go now. Now with now with the, when it comes to like the vendors, uh, you obviously you have like you probably have your favorite type of vendors you like to bring into the show. But do you have to have that balance between toys and and comics? Do you do you consider all of that when you're uh, organizing the show? Yeah, I. So having the toy vendor background, I've been to shows that are very lopsided with things of like certain products and maybe it's Funko Pops, maybe it's like dollar bin comics and no slabs um, or vice versa. Like I've been to some shows where they're very small, but it's like super high end. And I'm like, okay, like I didn't, I didn't stop at the bank. I should have, but um, like is for me, it's important to have that balance. Cause again, like we're, so we're comic con. So we're, I don't want to say generic, but we're not trying to be everything to everybody. But if you're nothing to everybody, you kind of, that's not a fun show. So definitely when we get like two, three vendors that are solid Funko Pops, like that's a wrap on it. And, uh, but you know, we got a good buddy last year came out for the first year. He did like swords. And I was like, dude, you're good. Like you're our sword guy. And that yeah, you have to have a little niche. Yeah. Yeah. But like, we're not going to bring in like two or three or four sword guys. Cause like, and it gets weird and you know, it's just not the best, the best for the brand, which ultimately our brand is what customers think of us. So if they're coming, they like it. So we'll try to have that balance to like, to your point. So short answer. Yeah. I think it's super important to have a, a well-rounded of kind type of vendors. Are, uh, can you like name some of those vendors that some of our viewers should probably look out for when they come to the show? Oh, 
like a little bit of comics, a little bit of toys, a little bit of some oddity type stuff? Yeah. I mean, so many of them, it, we'd be on the call all day just to name them. Um, you know, really, um, there was a kid we used to like, he used to skateboard with friends of mine, and now he's running State of Comics. Oh, like, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. And like, so I remember his shop was a lot smaller, and he was still doing some screen printing and stuff. And he was like, dude, you used to skateboard with Drew. And like, we, we like reconnected. I'm like, do we like know each other? But like, we're never like, you know, best of friends, if that makes sense. But like, through acquaintances. So it's been really fun to like watch him grow and his success grow with his shop. Oh, it's a really he, nice store. I've been there numerous times. And, and- I mean, he's awesome. And then like some other vendors, like there's a guy, Brad, who like, he has like the quirky stuff and now he's like saving the quirky stuff for me to check out. And I'm like, yes, Brad, like, we know Brad Richards. Yep. He's a, he's a great guy. Great vendor. Always has some good stuff. I've bought a lot of stuff off him because I buy that quirky stuff. Means Um, you know, there's just so many people. Um, the guy I've got to become friends with Dan McLean brings some good stuff, like a good mix of toys, kind of like he does like a paper show too, like just like pinup type paper yep. goods. Been to his show over over in uh, Berkeley. Yep. He's awesome. And then, you know, I can't, I have to shout them out. Uh, Lou up there at Comic Relief in Flint. Oh, yeah. local. Um, dude's awesome. Every time I stop by the shop to like drop off flyers, I'd like, I shouldn't have stopped here because I'm just buying stuff and buying stuff. And I, I love their his model too. Like they load up the truck with the whole store and bring it out. Like it's so dope. Like he really embraces like doing the show. Um, man, like I, said, I feel bad cause there's probably like 20 people I'm forgetting that I should for sure mention. But I could um, probably bring up some names like, you know, the geeky experience. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah those guys. guys. Yeah. The family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you know, another guy, um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Please forgive me. He does the wands. Um, I'm blanking out his name. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> he, he, he's been with us since day one. And, um, you know, besides vendors like the League of Enchantment, they came out to our show year one. We know Maya. I, I didn't really know about them. And I was like watching them progress and grow as well. It's been awesome. Like, I mean, our show moved from a little, an old 1970s high school with lockers. And like, they've also grown. And now I get to go to their gala and give back and watch their stories. So it's just really cool to like, see everybody like on the come up so to speak and and just and now like getting involved with you guys like talking to you guys and just widening that net of like being around really good people has been like super rewarding way more than like running the show is um meeting the people and watching i mean do those guys doing hospital visits like that's seriously positive good stuff like there's nothing i do that's on that level like i need to join the league i got to get a cosplay together like that's the next step in the evolution of it you know Mm-hmm. Well, and now let's talk about this upcoming show. Uh, it's uh, this August 5th and 6th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, tell me, uh, what kind of a special events you got uh, in store for us at that show? Um, probably the biggest one in terms of like a new special event is um, the video game tournament. So last year we did like $1,000 cash to throw into the prize pool. And um, it was received really well. So this year we're doing 5 k on top of like the pool so there's a ton of money to be won if you're good at video games i am not so i will not be any competition for anybody but they're doing mortal kombat 6 mk11 tekken um super smash ultimate 
Um, the guys over at Grand Finals Gaming, that's another Garrett over there and his crew, another person I should have shouted out immediately. Like they've been with us. They showed up from the start in a funny story I'll save for another time. Um, and they've been with us and super helpful. Um, even like recommending guests too, like and volunteering and doing airport pickups and they're just the Grand Finals Gaming's the crew. Um, so we're doing that tournament. We're again doing the cosplay contest for a thousand dollars cash to go on prizes for that. And we get some local uh, donations from like um, DeFi, like the trampoline place up in Flint. Um, they're awesome. If you have kids, or even if you just like trampolines and the ninja course, it's so dope. So they're throwing in some prizes. We got prizes and cash for that. Um, and I always love watching the kids cosplay contest. Like it's so dope. Like the adults do some really cool costumes, but like the kids turn out. Um, it's so cool. So we're doing that. And then um, this year, um, you know, last year we had panels on the main stage and it was not the best decision and we didn't really know. So we're moving the panels up to a place called the Blue Line Club. It's up on the third floor of the venue. So it's an intimate venue. There's about 100 seating in there and it's carpeted and it's nice and condensed. So I'm really excited for the panels because we have some um, guests this year that, you know, wanted to do panels. And um, I think it'll be a great venue for folks that are attending to have versus last year when it was out on the main stage. You just couldn't hear very good. Super loud. No, you got people ordering like slushies next to you and people coming in and out and wanting to buy T-shirts and some of the sponsors. It was just too much. So, um, you know, we took that to heart and people were right for telling us that it sucked because it did. So we wanted to correct that. And I'm excited to give people, you know, the type of panel experience that they they want, basically. So those are a couple of the events. I mean, always the guests. Um, we've definitely grown in size. I should have said this from the beginning. Um, so the Dort Center has an Arena 1 and Arena 2, like just connected with a hallway. So they're two rooms, but they're like completely connected. You can't like go to one without the other base. Like there's no way you're getting lost. So long story short, last year we only ever did Arena 2 for the last few years. So now we have Arena 1, which is like a bowl seated area. Uh, where they do like hockey, basketball. So, sorry, I'm talking to you off, but we've got both arenas, huge, um, huge, huge advance on like the amount of true like floor space and the amount of vendors. So we've basically doubled up our size and scale. We've doubled up like our ad spend and we just doubled up everything because we were busy last year and it was hot. There were too many humans in that one room. It was 90 degrees out, sure, but like it just, it was too crowded for most of the day, Saturday, especially. And we could do better, get some wider aisles, use more floor space, and bring in all those events and put them in a better setting. Let's talk about some of the guests you have coming. Uh, tell us a little bit about who's going to grace our presence. Man, I'm so hyped. So we finally have Jake the Snake. We booked Jake the Snake Roberts pre COVID. You know what happened. Everybody knows the story. We've been working to get him back, and finally the schedules and everything worked out. So I'm super hyped to have him come out um, to get into the wrestling mix. Sergeant Slaughter is in town because we're the same weekend as SummerSlam. He's already in town and reached out because he was a past guest, and he wanted to do the show again. So he's going to come by Saturday afternoon, be there all day Sunday. So I'm really excited for him to come back. And um, the guys from the finest, the G.I. Joe group, they're bringing out the um, Triple T tank. So we're going to have that there for Sarge. So that'll be cool. Um, that'll be a really fun experience. And um, outside of them, we're bringing in uh, Kate Sarkeesian, who is a uh, cosplay model, basically. 
Um, she's awesome. She does some killer cosplay. And this is the first year we're bringing kind of like an international cosplay guest. So I'm excited to have her there and excited to, you know, basically go to her panel and like learn more about cosplay and crafting and creating. And then we have um, Susan Van Camp, who's a magic card artist back from like my era of magic cards, um, like in the beginning. So I'm really excited and she's a local gal. So it was really cool. And she's done some small events, she said. So she was excited to like come out to this one and feeling good. Um, another person who doesn't do a ton of events is Shannon McRandall, who um, for Star Wars heads, you'll know, like she was Mara Jade um, when they did the video game and back like, you know, in the, the, I don't know what you'd call it. I don't want to get beat up on the verbiage, but like EU era of like the nineties, pretty much. Um, I think it was like Activision did the video game or something. I could be way wrong, guys. I don't know. Um, so she just done some magazine covers as Mary Jade, the card game and stuff. So I'm really excited to have her out because I'm a huge fan of like that era of Star Wars. So I'm pretty much dating myself, um, but that's cool. Um, that era was dope for Star Wars when like Thrawn was first introduced and um, Shadows of the Empire and like all that cool stuff. Um, anyway, let me digress. Back to guests. So then we also have a ton of anime and video game actors and actresses coming in um, and a lot of Attack on Titan people, which I'm a fan of, and Demon Slayer. Um, we have Kira Buckland, who's big in Demon Slayer and Near Automata, um, also in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, Kyle Haber, who is like the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter, basically, which is pretty dope. And uh, he's also a big deal in, um, was it Dragon Ball Z? He's a big deal. He's Gohan. And um, gosh, probably like a hundred other things I'm forgetting. Oh, he's also My Hero Academia. We have a lot of My Hero guests. Uh, let's see who else. Jamie Marshy. I probably said her name wrong. Um, um, Jesse James Grell, credited as Josh Grell. He's in My Hero, um, also in like high school DXD with Jamie. They're the two leads from that anime. Man, my head's spinning. There's so many. Um, and that's why I love like the anime. I love anime to begin with, but it's cool to bring them in because they're always like each person's like two or three like leads from an IP. So it's really cool to have that crossover. Um, gosh, who am I forgetting? Oh, Bryson. Bryson's coming in. He's in Haiku. Uh, he's like the lead. Um, admittedly, I've not watched that. I need to get caught up before I got like, what, three weeks to get caught up. So I'll get it done. Um, but yeah, that's our, our guest list in a nutshell. I'm sure I'm forgetting people. I apologize. Well, oh, they can, they can uh, go ahead. Yeah, it was just, we just got um, Ethan Page from AEW. He's coming out. He's going to do some vlogging and his toy review, not toy review, but like his toy hunt. Um, that dude's super cool. And I was very happy to add him in. Um, but yeah, definitely like check out the website. That's got the full list. Um, most people can just Google the information if they want further information on your guest list and other activities. going on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got a link tree in the Instagram, but like you could check Twitter, Instagram, Facebook too. Um, and the website really cool. Comiccon.com's got all that stuff and the schedules for all those events and uh, grand finals gaming. They have a separate website. Like it's all linked up, but like they have a separate sign up for video gamings to pre-sign up, but you can do it the day of too. So, and the same with tickets, I always forget to tell folks. And it's a big question is like you, you could pre-order tickets. You get the wristband in the mail. If you pre-order before the 16th of July. So you got like what, five days. Um, you just walk right in, no lines at all. 
if you want, you can come to the venue, get a merit at the box office. We're going to have four box office windows open all at all times to avoid any lines. I hate lines. I don't know. People take photos of lines. I'm like, I don't want lines. <laughs> like, I want to take a photo of no line, basically, to impress people that there were that many people there. We didn't have a line. Yeah. Um, so you can come up and get it. You can pre-order and pick it up at Will Call. You can pre-order before the 16th, get it mailed to you, or you can come up to the four box office windows the day of any time. And we should, we, our goal is to breeze everybody in. The only time people have to wait is to get through security. But, but I mean, once you hit so many attendees, it's kind of nice. Like security is welcome in my opinion. And, and the price is, is very reasonable. It's like half the price of what the Motor City Comic Con charges. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a really good deal. In their defense, they got quite a bigger guest list and more going on. Um, we yeah, are not, you get, you get, yeah, you get what you pay for when you go to that, when that con, you know, yeah. I, it, it's just a different, we're, we're like a totally different event in a way. Cause it's, um, it's just a different vibe. I think like completely different vibe and two, two levels of excitement, but like, it's different, but yeah, we try to keep free parking. Cause man, like, I don't know. I have kiddos. So like by the time you pay to get in with kiddos, pay to park, like, Motor City's a little bit hefty, so we just save for it and make fun, make have a good time there too. We just I got a budget better to go there than go to a show like ours. So we try to keep it, you know, twenty for Saturday, fifteen Sunday, and then free parking and kids ten and under are free because like I feel like if kids aren't free at that age, like we're doing it wrong. Like, the, what are your future plans for your con? Like, wh- what? Where do you see yourself in ten years? When we started, we had a very, I don't want to say rigid, but we had a very organized plan of like years one through five. And we had some things that we really wanted to accomplish that we thought were important to growth. And we probably went a little bit like nerdy business on it more so than we should have. Um, But it's been really helpful because we were able to kind of checklist those things off and accomplish them. And now that we're in year five, we've, we've been able to do a lot of things that we wanted to and grow to a good spot. I never thought we'd do it this fast, but it's been always been good problems. So in the next 10 years, I mean, the the climate's changing so much. Like there's so many more people into different IPs and streaming services are introducing things. And, um, you know, I meet people every day that don't, I shouldn't say every day, but I meet people that realize like they don't understand that there's like this comic history of these characters and um, like even the Transformers is a good one. Like some people may have watched the ant, like the cartoon, but they didn't realize there's comics with it too. But then they might just be on the tip of like Michael Bay Transformers is like where I mean, it's all over the place. So it's going to be interesting. And we just ride the wave. And I mean, it sounds cliche, but like we're just trying to keep up with everything because there's so much. And you walk in a Target covered with different IPs everywhere. And I mean, I don't really know like what it will be in 10 years. I I mean, in terms of the landscape, I feel like there's a lot more in, independent creators coming out with cool stuff. Um, need of like Marvel or DC or Disney Plus or something to like back them. And I would love to feature more of those folks and do that and focus more with their energy because I think it aligns with our vibe and our brand especially. So we're always looking for that. I mean, there's great people like Valiverse is a toy company. He um, sent out some Sergeant Slaughter figures, which was awesome for him to even get that licensing, create some dope figures. 
but to send him to us to like be a part of the show. We invited him out, but he's got PowerCon next week, which we're well, going to love that show and attend that. Um, so it's too much and I get it. But, um, you know, for our show in 10 years, we'll just roll with it. See how, like what's on, you know, the hot button, so to speak. And one thing I can say, we're always going to stay in Flint until they kick us out. Like Flint, lo- we love Flint. They love us. It's been a really great partnership. I want to do more with them, with the Boys and Girls Club and give back to the community, which we're doing a lot more this year. There'll be a lot of community groups that will be involved. And I also just want to keep it once a year. I think um, Star Wars Celebration kind of waiting four years and that hype. I, I appreciate that. And like being a kid growing up, you know, waiting for Star Wars movies to come out figuratively, you know, like that. I think there's something to be said for that. And we're in a culture of like now, 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 like, you know, drop it and binge it. And I kind of like waiting all year to build up to the an exciting. That's what we grew up doing is waiting for these movies. And now it's just constantly being dished out to us. And we're yeah. losing that kind of respect for it now because we did, you know, have to wait for this stuff and we're taking it for granted now. Yeah. I like the buildup and the excitement and the, you know, the mystery of it and, um, you know, some people were like, oh, tell us your guest list, like, back in April. I'm like, man, I'm not planned out that good, you guys, I wish. But, like, I kind of like when cons and events, you know, not even cons, but you think about, like, sports events are like, oh, so-and-so's good to play in the finals tonight. You're like, yeah. Or, like, we just added this person. It's like, no way. Like, that's all, like, I was going to go, but I'm there now. Like, I can't miss it. So I think there's a lot. I don't know. It's not really FOMO, but it's just kind of human nature and some camaraderie community of like, yeah, we're going to do this. Like we've been waiting for this. I think it makes it more fun. Well, Mike, it was a, it was a pleasure speaking with you and thanks for your time. Uh, again, anybody uh, wants to go out to a really cool con this August 5th and 6th in Flint, Michigan, uh, you can go to the website and find out more details. But again, uh, this is Mark with Carlix Beer and Sci-Fi with Mike Blegborn. Yeah, I got that right. <laughs> yeah, I did. You nailed it. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate you. That's it for this episode of the Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.